Music Mania Podcast. Welcome and thank you for listening to the Music Mania Podcast. I am your host, Clint Schweitzer, and joining me today to help me co-host this show, he is my good friend, my confidant, my partner in crime, my road concert traveling buddy, Mr. Paul Lagana. Thanks for joining us, Paul. If you behave, we may even bring you back again. <laughs> Clint, thank you very much for letting me be part of the show, I got to tell you, and I will absolutely behave myself, maybe. For the most part, and that's always the the kind of hijinks we wind up getting into uh, when we're on the road, when we're hitting all these shows. Man, we've just seen Black Sabbath. We've just seen ACDC. I saw Iron Maiden. This is all in the last couple of weeks. This is what we do, and it's so great to be here and uh, talking music. And I'll tell you what, we have a very special guest because no one wants to just sit here and listen to us talk. We have a very special guest, Paul. Robert Mason, the singer from Warrant, going to be joining us momentarily to talk about some shows that Warrant's got coming up, um, just life on the road. You know, uh, replacing Janie Lane, his relationship with Janie Lane, lots more. Robert Mason's a good guy, pulls no punches, one of the best front men out there, underrated, I say. Absolutely, Clint. And uh, we happened to catch that show last year at we did. Uh, Lake of the Ozarks with uh, Firehouse, Warren, and Dawkin. And I got to say, he was one of the most charismatic front men that I've seen in a long time charismatic front man you said it and also one of the best singers out there he really uh he's really made a lot of those warrant songs uh his own the way he sings and the way he presents them he's a, like you said charismatic front man great singer great guy can't wait to be joined by by, by robert and i tell you what he's a he we're, he's got he's got a lot of friends in the music business and i'll tell you he just was joined by mike anthony and did a great version of panama that's been like making its way around the web uh, Mason's a, he's a guy that sang for Lynch Mob, his band Big Cock. Uh, he's doing the Warrant thing, just an all-around all around talent, really. I mean, so let's go ahead and bring on our special guest. He is the singer from the band Warrant, Mr. Robert Mason. Robert, welcome to the show. You're joining us from out there in Daytona Bike Week. Life is good. How's everything going in your world, my man? It's good to be here. Uh, this is not really my world. Oh, I've always wanted to get down there for uh, for Bike Week, and I know you guys uh, have been playing some shows down there. What's it been like? What's the crowd been like? And uh, you know, what's the reception been for Warrant down there? It is a spectacle. Check <laughs> that, that every way you want to. Uh, my mind is racing already. <laughs> yeah, well, and so is mine. So is mine. It's not just the coffee. Uh, yeah, we. Uh, this year we're playing a place with the Iron Horse Saloon. It's one of the standby, been there forever places. Uh, you know, near day, it's actually in Ormond Beach near Daytona. We've we've played all sorts of venues. We were uh, we Broken Spoke last year. Buddy mine, Jay Allen, is uh, is the guy who's the, the face behind Broken Spoke. Because I live in Arizona and, and I've got a pretty plugged in with the motorcycle community. I have been for many years. Uh, if you remember Lynch Mob, we all we all rode around terrorized. Cape Creek, Arizona for years, then um, the Phoenix area, and a lot of those custom bike builders that live in the area because it's so beautiful where I live, out in the desert, they come out here, so I'm actually going to get up right after this, pound down another cup of coffee, and then go visit all my friends that are uh, that are all transplanted here for the week as well. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, definitely looking forward to uh, some of the warrant shows coming up. You guys have uh, a handful of shows coming up this summer, and hope to see some more, but... 
Uh, you'll be in, here in the area. We um, are in Missouri. You guys will be in Hayes, Kansas coming up this summer. Definitely looking forward to that. Appearing with uh, Brett Michaels, too, at a show in Nebraska, I believe. You've got uh, yes. Rock the Arena in Toledo, Ohio with a bunch of other bands. So, Lawrence, I mean, you guys are always touring. You're always out there. I mean, what is the schedule? You guys keep it going, man. That's, that's you know, it's a, a testament to you guys and your and your abilities to, to keep touring, and we love it, man. So, uh, big show's coming up. You guys got to be excited for that. Well, we have the greatest job in the world. I mean, that's honestly what I think, for me anyway. I know it's not for everybody. The traveling thing is, can, can get rough, but yeah, I really like it. But we've, we've changed, obviously, I'm sure you've talked to other, other artists and you understand this, but the touring mode for us has largely changed because we can stay home in our beds a couple of nights a week, get on airplanes, and get out to where we want to get, and uh, between air travel and getting shoveled around by promoters or whoever, we've, uh, we've actually got, uh, we've got transportation in a lot of places in the country this year, this year and uh, last year with, uh, like one of those, like a sprinter, well, you know, we'll fly around and if it's really close to the next city, we'll do a drive. Sure. And uh, we travel really lightly and, uh, you know, as far as gear goes, we a lot to, we just, I'll just check one road case, it's got everything I need in it. As do most of the other guys, and then a lot of the stuff is, uh, is included in a kind of a backline package. You know, we get what we want for a contract, we roll in, and it's really easy. Uh, make a lot of noise, leave a little scar on whatever town we're playing in, and then we split. And I'm home in my own bed for a couple of weeks, you know, a couple of days. That's life, right there. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of air miles, man. Oh, absolutely. Pil- piling them up over since 1984. Said the I same thing. That, I didn't take that tap. Well, I didn't take that exact time. But you 
know, I mean, there were singers that just, you know, then the rock thing took over for me. Now, I'm the oldest. I have younger siblings, so I didn't have any older brothers and sisters to, you know, steal their record collection. So I had to rely on what I heard on the radio. And thankfully, my parents were really cool and listened to tons of music. But I had a really good education musically uh, before I could read. I was, you know, banging on the piano and seeing everything I heard. And like some of my earliest memories are singing three-part harmony with my mom and dad in like on long car rides. Uh, you know, I sang it. I sang in church when I was a kid just because I could, just because I wanted to sing as loud as I wanted, and nobody could tell me not to. It wasn't necessarily church. It was, it was just the fact that you know, I mean, I was like the two, the three-year-old kid yelling at my dad in church saying, why is the pastor's wife singing flat? <laughs> yeah, Rock of Ages just doesn't come out as, as well as a, you know, as a, as yeah. a tenor part. <laughs> but, uh, but the thing is, I, I, I honestly believe that people are there to be entertained. The audience listens with their eyes as well as their ears. Um, and it's, it's part of what I do. I don't know. And, and forever, I'm... Um, I'm frustrated that, you know, I'm a hack on guitar and piano and, and a couple of other instruments. I, I know that I was trained to sing and I, and I have a certain talent for that and cultivated it, so, I'm, you know, that's one of those things that, like, there's no false modesty. I, I'm, I'm pretty good at that. I want to, you know, I, I always work to be as, as good as I can. Um, but that's the thing. I mean, if I'm not running around screaming, like, getting people's attention, I feel like I'm not really doing my job. Is that, was that a long-winded way of answering your question? No, it's perfect. That, it totally makes sense. I mean, that's, I, I think that's what connects people to rock music in, in, in general, is that uh, it's just, it, it's kind of like when you grow up listening to Kiss, it was just this otherworldly experience. You want that, you want to release, you don't want to feel like you could go uh, walk out, out of your back porch and see this band playing, and it's just, you know what I mean? Like, so rock music's always been bigger than life, and that's what you want to see. That's what you... That's what you want from it. That's what I want from it anyway. So Yeah, I, I figure if I'm not excited up there, why should you be? Like, you know, sometimes I'm just like, man, I'm just a singer in a rock band, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like, yeah, but the, we all grow up thinking we can sound like Robert Plant, but the, result, the difference is some of you actually can. We And we sit here and we interview you, so there, that's, there's a talent disparity that happens at some point, and you got to realize, hey, I, I'm not bad at this. Like you said, you sang in the high, in, uh, you know, the church choir. It's like, hey, I can I can hit these notes uh, that this old lady next to me can. Uh, a couple of things. I remember being in school, and uh, just like, because I'm, I'm a, everything mechanical, from like watches to motorcycles to cars to everything that you can, you know, I'm, I'm usually addicted, and I have in my whole life, to things, everything mechanical and with little parts that I can take apart and, you know, put back together and, and, and have a handful of leftover parts going, where did these go? Like, I've, I've always been that kid, uh, and I, I like speed and things that are, you know, like go fast enough to get hurt on, I guess. But even amongst all of those things, music was always, like I said, in the background or, or as a side thing, and I wasn't really encouraged to become a musician professionally. I was encouraged towards academia and sports, and I was decent at both of those. I mean, I, you know, I did go to college at a, at a partial academic and partial athletic scholarship. Uh, it, but, but there was a pivotal moment, and I didn't realize it. I had a, I had a moment. Some friends from high school, you know, that first 
high school band in a, in a an uncle's basement, a friend's uncle's basement somewhere, like one town away, and he'd go to a bar, and we would all set up down there. And we'd sneak a few sixers down, and you know, and and practice, and just like make a shit ton of noise. And I remember just a few years ago, one of the guys that was in that band was talking to me. He just out of nowhere, like you're saying, he said, "You know, we all knew." I'm like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "No, no, no. I, I, I'm not being." Super nostalgic rating, but we all knew there was one, and he pointed out to me one moment that I do not remember. When we're just going through whatever, and I was the keyboard player first because I oh, wow. learned I had piano and, and organ, and then, but the, the singing thing was there, and I was like, okay, who can sing this part? Well, me. Who can sing this part? Well, me. And there was little of that, and I used to get frustrated that everybody. I was like, I was still that kid inside. I was really frustrated that everybody else didn't understand and hear all these like crazy voices in their head like I did and all the harmonies and being able to block out, okay, you sing this part, you do this, you do this part. And it was, you know, Journey and the Eagles and Led Zeppelin and Leonard Skinner and, you know, Deep Purple, like I said, the Who and, and Queen and all that stuff. And a couple of these guys were really good players and I just got pushed towards singing because I became much more of a lead singer voice and I didn't, and it was like, like you said, it didn't start out that way for me. I would rather play guitar, I'd rather play keyboards, whatever. And it's not about being behind an instrument hiding, it just wasn't something I thought, oh, I'm just gonna go and sing and it's weird because I've been doing this my whole life. But it finally occurred to them and they, my buddy said to me, like I said, just a couple of years ago, you went up front and grabbed one of the boom stands and straightened it out and put it at, at mouth height and grabbed it and turned around and said, now, you know, start whatever song. And we all looked at each other when we start, when you started singing and said, oh, shit. This is, wow. We have a lead singer now. Like, I didn't even think that that's what I was going to do. Yeah, that's unbelievable. That, that's the greats, they find their way. The greats find their way. You found yours. And, you know, and, and we're all still young here. I'm way younger than you, you and Paul here. But uh, the truth of it is, we've got, we've got bands uh, retiring at this point. In the last two months, Robert, we've seen Motley Crue play their last show. ACDC is sidelined and may never play with Brian Johnson again. Uh, Rush is retired. Black Sabbath on their farewell tour. And I know you know Ozzy really well. This is, uh, I just, we were talking to Paul the other day, like, what, who am I going to go see in 10 years? What am I going to do with my life? Oh, oh, you sound like my dad when the platter stopped. <laughs> well, that's a compliment, I hope. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, what, does it, that, you know, it's got to go through your mind when you see uh, a lot of your peers, you know, stepping away. And I know you, I mean, Warren, you guys are, uh, you know, you're very young. I'm not going to mention ages, you know, I, I can Wikipedia it and I can tell you, but uh, you guys, you guys are all still young to be playing rock music, but a lot of a lot of bands are stepping away. A lot of bands from your from your era never made it this far as it is, and here you guys are. It's a testament to you, but it's got to be at least a little surreal to to see some of these greats retiring. Yeah, it's it's and it's been a rough year losing people too. On you know not to that not to be not to be morose, but to that end, it's uh, you know. Time marches on, and I'm not being glib when I say that, but out of respect, some of these people have had amazing careers, and we were just talking the other day, we got off the plane, we were talking about the ACDC thing, and uh, my old guitar tech uh, actually works for them, from uh, my old guitar tech from Cry of Love, that worked for a bunch of different bands, who's was Brad Whitford's guy forever, and uh, recently came up to me and said, dude, ACDC tour, and I was so stoked for him, and he's out there on the tour, and this is happening, and 
apparently it is, and I'm not sure I haven't read all the press, but Brian's got something wrong with, with his ears. And the first, it's funny, the first thing that my old text said, I was texting back and forth, I said, dude, how's it going? He said, oh my God, they're so loud. Yep. And, you know, the thing is, if you injure yourself or, like I said, Father Time pulls you, drags you down the road, and it's like that, it's like a boxer, you know, like they're, they're boxers that, once they get hit too many times, they should probably not box anymore. And hopefully you've done well with your life, and I know those guys have, and so many other bands have. The Molly guys did it big in a really cool, grandiose, but classy ways, okay? You know, we're not, we're not promising anything, but here we go, and I don't know too much about it. I, I, I know a few of those guys pretty well. Because uh, we were all on Electra at one time. Yeah. Bleach Mob, you know, we were all the rock bands on Electra. You know, it's it's just the kind of thing you hope that when your time comes for that, you can look back on it. Okay, I had a good run. Um, if, if I ever feel like I'm making a fool out of myself, you won't see my white ass anymore. I'll be on a beach somewhere. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and that's the way to look at it. And, it. and I think that whenever you see a band like Warrant Live, um, you, what I what I came away with, and it was last summer was the first time I'd seen Warrant with with you at the helm and it's you came away i came away with it thinking like what a testament to those songs timeless songs that were uh you know written by the, the late Janie lane and the fact that it's carried on that you guys are still performing at the level you do and what a great fit you are for that band and i know you knew Janie lane i know you guys were, were friends when, when you were in lynch mob and went out on tour with warrant and it's got to be almost surreal when you step on stage and when you look out there and people and they know song they know uncle tom's cabin they know heaven. They know, of course, cherry pie, which I'm sure that never gets old singing. But uh, just it's, it's got to be just surreal for you. I mean, I, we've had Eric Turner on our show before. I mean, this is just a band, a hardworking band. I, I, I don't know. I, there's something about it. I walked away from that really with a kind of a surreal experience seeing Warrant uh, last summer. And it's a testament to you guys. I'm, I'm really lucky. But, you know, the harder I work, the luckier I get. You make a lot of your own opportunities happen. I, and there's a little bit of right place at the right time, and anything with those guys, they know that. Um, and yeah, the, the songs were written really well. Uh, Janie and Ashley, he had, you know, co-writers sometimes. Sometimes it was other band members. Sometimes it was other people in other bands or songwriters. Uh, but he was a real talent, uh, and he was a real friend. And our friendship was the reason why Lynch Mob opened for Warren in 92-93. So, um, you know, it's funny and surreal. In this, in, the, in this way, we were playing a gig in Atlanta last year, November of last year. Joey Allen and I walk over to stage right on the stage, down the deck, and Lynch Bob is on stage. Now that's George and Jimmy DeAnda, and I think Sean McNabb. Oni Logan. And, and, and Oni, and, and we're all friends, like all of us. There's a huge fraternal, incestuous, or orientation at times, incestuous, it seems like. And we're all buds, so we get to play on those books. Tom Kiefer was there, and the Night Ranger guys were there, so we're all, you know, drinking buddies, basically. And we're, we're in that, you know, I, I'm, I'm blessed and honored to be in that little, you know, fucked up fraternity of, <laughs> of guys that are in, you know, I see the Night Ranger guys and instantly, Gillis is like, right, come on, let's just feel it, come on, let's go. I'm like, oh my God, not again, Gilmo, you Bucker, you know, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to be buzzed for the gig. I swear to God, I got to keep it together. But uh, but 
Joey and I walk over and stage right. I see Lance and we stand behind his back line and I look at Joey and go like, hey dude, check this out. I used to sing some of these songs and then go get a steak and get a shower and then go on stage and I used to stand right here and then watch you sing the songs that we sing now. How weird is life? It is. It, it so. is. It is so and, it, and it, it, it's great. When you hear stories like yours coming, coming full circle, I love the stories of you know, it's, it's, it's a story of coming, growing up a fan, growing up singing these songs. Here you are. I love it. I tell you what, uh, you're a big, big fan of this version of Warrant, uh, Robert. I think that um, the work you've done in Lynch Mob, Big Cock, my favorite band name ever, by the way. <laughs> it's, what, it's not, you know what, strangely enough, it's not my mom's favorite band name ever. I, I wondered about that. I always wondered how, how that went, uh, you know, she with some of tongue-in-cheek well that's what that's what the genre is all about yeah, and, and if you think with the joke look musically we took it very seriously but lyrically come on we would laugh our asses <laughs> off writing those songs together like sit in a room some or david david send me a text or email me with all the lyrics to a song and i would just reply like this is just too brilliant not to do <laughs> um well I, I tell you what robert we got uh, we got our final three drum roll for you three quick questions give us your first thought that comes to mind and we'll uh yes, we'll let well, okay, that doesn't line up with my third question at all. That's oh, going to be okay, weird. That's going to be weird. First question, you grew up in New York. Favorite New York sports team that you still follow today? Wow. Uh, all right. Cheers. Very quick. My grandfather and my dad took me to both Shea and Yankee Stadium, so. Wow. I, I'm split. I'm one of those kids that was split, man. I know you, I go back there because I'm like, dude, any truck will kill me when I say this. You know what? You don't you don't live there anymore, so you're safe from the harm of those subway New Yorkers uh, that were ever right, come out. Nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna shiv me because I'm a Mets fan. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, you got you're the, that's the lovable side, of course. So, okay. N- next question: One band, if you could s- perform one show with, who would it be? Wow. Can't, can't answer that. There are too many. I would never be able to make them. Well, mind. the answer might need to be ACDC because it might actually need to happen. <laughs> Final question, what's your greatest memory from a festival? You've played in the Warren's done M3, Rocklahoma. What's your favorite festival that you've ever been a part of, whether with Warren or uh, even Lynch Mob or any other any other situation? Man, there are too many. And I was, we, I, sorry, I told a great one about Florida, a festival, years ago when I was in Lynch Mob. But I have to say, summer of 96, August of 96, at Donington, it was my last Aussie show. Wow. And uh, we walked out, 
I walked out on the deck and it was just a sea of heads and smoke and it was just fucking awesome. Then later on, then right after us, Kiss played and I got shut out. I got shut out of, of going like our, our laminates were no good to go walk up on stage to see Kiss. What? Right after, and I was in, and I'm, I'm like, hey, I have an Aussie laminate and a bus key on my hip and I'm like, I can't go on stage. So I got shut down by a tech. So I'm walking back and I see Sharon and it was, everybody knows it's my last show and I had already, you know, made my piece with it said, said bye to Oz uh, for, the, for the moment, you know, just all week behind after the show and everything because he was all, you know, oh, I just played the show for Mother England and those, you know, he was, he was all emotional. I see Sharon and I'm with my chick and I'm, and I'm like walking up to the stage, I get shut down to go see Kiss. Now that Kiss was my first show, Madison Square Garden. It was her first show long ago. You know, it's like first rock show. So, and then remember, it's summer '96. I'm walking back, all despondent, thinking, "All right, I got shut down. I was going to take her up on stage." I see Sharon, and Sharon says, "What are you doing?" And I told her the story. She said, "Not on my watch here, Sharon Osbourne." She grabs Doc McGee. I swear this, I hand to hand, oh my hand god, to, hand to Starbucks. I swear to God. <laughs> and she grabs Doc and says. Get over here! And fucking Doc McGee and Sharon Osbourne walked us up onto the stage, stood up on Ace's side in Monitor World and watched Kiss. And then during Ace's guitar solo, Paul comes over and fixes his lipstick in a little makeup mirror on the side of a road case and blows my chicken kiss and then winks at me and walks back on stage. That was my last moment at Donington. That, that is that yeah that was Kiss's reunion tour and the first yeah. time back in Mega that's amazing wow and Sharon we know Sharon is a little bit of she'll take charge I hear anyway she's not shy well, she's, you know she's the, she's the mother hen and she always took care of us and she was like that she was like everybody's mom and protector if she thought you were being wrong she was like oh no well I tell not, you what Robert, we've already kept you too long. I promised you 15 to 20. We've gone over, and I, I'm just, I, I apologize vehemently for that. We just got along too well, man. We'll have to catch up. We'll have to catch up with you in Hayes, Kansas this summer, my man. We'll have to come say hi at the Warrant Show in Hayes. We really look forward to doing that. We'll be watching. Good best luck with the show tonight and the rest of the, of the, of the tour, man. We're definitely going to be watching. We can't thank you enough. What a great conversation, man. Absolutely. I appreciate it. You know, hey, it was morning. I'm going to go hit Daytona and uh, hang out with all the bike fools and, uh, and have fun. I'm a fellow like fool too. I'm not making fun. Uh, but it was great talking to you guys. Like I said, I blame the coffee. I blame the other liquid substance. But you know what? That's what we're all here for, Robert. Have a great have a great show tonight, and we will definitely catch up soon, my man. Yeah, it's good to see you then. Thank you, Robert.